Welcome to a podcast of a sermon delivered at the Unitarian Society of Ridgewood in New Jersey. Our congregation is a place where you will find inspiration in the richness of diverse beliefs and the power of community. Detailed information about the Unitarian Society of Ridgewood is available on our website, uuridgewood.org. And now if you'll please join us in the words for lighting our chalice. We light this chalice with the light of truth, the warmth of love, and the energy of action as we gather together in the circle of community. Now, please take a deep breath. Get your mind and your body as quiet as you can and listen to this sound as it calls to us, each with our own unique gifts and talents, with our own unique stories of the past and the future, with our common ability to share and to love and our common need to give thanks. Take a deep breath and listen. Good morning and welcome to our annual Thanksgiving service. This morning we are going to be all together for our time here, children, youth, adults, all in one big community together. As we gather, we remember that each of us brings different gifts with us this morning. Some of us bring the gift of still bodies that can sit quietly for an hour. Others bring the gift of a spirit that calls us to move a little bit more. Some of us bring the gift of contemplative silence. Others bring infectious chattiness. Some of us bring the gift of wisdom and reflection, others of energy and action. Some of us bring the gift of singing loud and proud, others of listening ears. Some of us bring the gift of dive right in participation, others bring the gift of give me some more space and time participation. Whatever you bring, you are welcome. There's no right way to be here now. Whatever you bring, each of us commits to making space in our hearts and in this room for you. There is one thing we do all bring, and that is the gift of ourselves. Each of us is a gift here together. Your presence helps create a community that is able to affirm the rights and lives and needs of all, able to connect across ages and stages to offer gratitude for life. Mindful of the various gifts we bring, the gifts we give, the gifts we receive, we gather together this morning to celebrate, to offer thanks for being together, and to offer thanks for these lives of ours. And as we move into our meditation time that we have every single Sunday, we're going to stop speaking and start using our minds and imaginations to think more broadly about the things in our lives that help give our lives meaning. 
Because our meditation time, although it is quiet, is truly a time when we give each other the gift of presence and of story, even in silence. So first, I'm going to ask you to take a big, deep breath, to inhale and then exhale again. Try to be super still. If it helps to close your eyes, you can do that. Take a big, deep breath in. I want you to imagine that thing that you just shared about, that special object. Imagine you are holding it or that it's there right in front of you. Now imagine that gathering all around that object are the special people in your life. Friends, family, ancestors. I want you to picture all of them circled around with you, smiling at you. Feel the cool autumn air rushing past your circle. See beyond them the colors of fall oranges and reds and browns. In the quiet, breathe deeply and breathe in the peace of that safe circle. There are so many things to be grateful for. The cycle of the seasons, this congregation of support and sharing, the things that give your own life meaning, the people that help you know you are loved and you are special. May we remember to give thanks each and every day for the gifts in our lives. So who knows why we celebrate Thanksgiving? What happened? None of you? Really? <laughs> yes. They made it through a rough winter. And what do they do at the end of the rough winter? Abby. They gave thanks, turkey, also seafood. They had a harvest and they ate. Yes, okay, great. There was a big feast. So in 1621, the indigenous peoples of eastern Massachusetts and the pilgrims who had come seeking religious freedom sat down together for an enormous feast. Do you guys know that word indigenous? Yes? It's similar to the word native. It means the people who were already here in this land. So the people who were already here sat down to feast with the Europeans who'd arrived the previous year. There is a very complicated history to the relationship between the indigenous peoples of this land and those that arrived later. And as we will every single time we celebrate Thanksgiving, we're going to acknowledge that with a moment of silence. We're going to honor the fact that there was a lot of racial, ethnic violence, oppression that needs to be acknowledged and remembered. So please join me in a moment of silence as we honor that complicated history. Thank you. It is important that we acknowledge the difficult to face past. It's necessary to do that uncomfortable work. But I also want you to remember and understand today that once in a while, it wasn't all bad. The pilgrims arrived in this place, a place already inhabited by others, 
and they did not know how to farm this land or how to grow their crops. Whatever they knew about planting and reaping from their lands in Europe did not translate here. The first winter they were here, many of them died, but the people who lived here were willing to share their knowledge. They taught the pilgrims how to farm the land. The feast was possible because those who lived here acknowledged the coming of others, engaged with them, and taught them. The Feast of 1621 stands as a special moment in time, in large part unrepeated. It was a moment of sharing resources that were created out of shared knowledge. If the American Indians hadn't taught the pilgrims, the pilgrims would have had no feast. They knew this, and they invited the American Indians to join with them as they enjoyed their harvest. And for those hours on that day, they sat together, their children played together, they reveled together in the bounty of the land. For that one day, the best of what might have been was. And that's why we celebrate that one feast. It teaches us about what is best in us, what is possible when we open our lives and our doors and our minds and our hearts to each other. Each and every one of us has had cause to give thanks for the gift of someone else's knowledge or resources in our own lives. If you've ever had a teacher, anybody had a teacher? A caretaker? A friend that bought you a coffee one time? School that provided lunch? The very fact that you're sitting here now means that you have reason to be grateful for someone else's generosity because this building, this congregation was built by others who came before, who gave of their time and their money and themselves to create something here for us. They built it with a vision of the generations that might come. They preserved it, adapted it, grew it, changed it, loved it, and nurtured it with the understanding that they were keeping safe something important. That one day, you and you and you and all of you would sit here, needing the music, needing the time together, needing silence, needing a place of safety for your questions and your imaginings. Others preserved this place for us. When we stop and think about our lives, we know that our lives do not exist in isolation. The Hebrew scriptures in Deuteronomy say that we will drink from wells we did not dig and warm ourselves at fires we did not light. This is true and this is right. This is what we're called to do, offer our generosity to others, be humble enough and grateful enough to accept the gifts of others in return, and to always consider how our actions will affect the future. We're called to preserve the good, also to know when more change is necessary. This is part of why we share our resources every Sunday and part of why we are called as Unitarian Universalists to justice work. We want to preserve life, preserve the good, and make the world better. We want to teach a better way, offer each other what we can, create a world where those moments of togetherness and equality aren't special. They're the norm. Our hope is that when you look at those boxes, those guests at your table boxes, you will be moved to give back to the common good of humanity, to help our neighbors around the wide world who are in need right now, to do what we can to help dig wells and plant trees and build fires for the future. And our hope is that you will be moved to real change, real 
justice-making in a world that needs it so badly. You may have noticed on our table this morning something different, a little special. On our table this morning are cloth runners made by some of the children in our religious education program with the help of many parent volunteers, so thank you all of you who volunteered. Raise your hand if you last week made a table runner. Even if you didn't get to bring it back today, if you made one, raise up your hand nice and high. All right, excellent. So some folks were able to bring them back this morning and we pinned them up. Last Sunday when they gathered, the children read the Joseph story, they heard the Joseph story, and then they chose fabric squares, many of them from recycled material, and created their own Thanksgiving table runners. They learned about what it means to love something and to make sure that it has the longest life possible, to make sure that it is used in whatever way it can be, and then they did it. They actually practiced it. Among those recycled squares were shirts from my family, from Jeannie, from other families in this congregation, now repurposed into something new. And then the children of the congregation kindly brought their runners back so that they could be here with us to celebrate this morning. So I'm going to ask you to help me in blessing these table runners. Now, since we are Unitarian Universalists, we believe that each and every one of us has the capacity to bless, right? I'm not the only one. I don't have a special gift. You have one line for this one, okay? Your line is, we offer our blessing. That's it. Can you practice it? We offer our okay, and you only have to say it twice. So when I, say, when I do this, I want you to say it. To the children whose hands created these objects of use and beauty, to those who cut and gave squares for this purpose, to those who wove fabric not knowing its future, to those who picked the cotton to create those threads for weaving, to those who seeded, nurtured, and harvested so that plants for this purpose would grow, to those who pass down from generation to generation the knowledge necessary for life. To this table here, overflowing with gifts and rich in history, to our tables at home, filled with bounty and sharing, to tables around this world, empty and yearning, to the welcome table we have yet to set, but that we long to sit at. We May these runners carry the blessing of this congregation into your homes and beyond. I know that I have told you before that I love Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorite holidays. And this year in my family, it's big Thanksgiving. So there's going to be 27 of us gathering together. And the younger generation, that's me and my cousins, we're still the younger generation, are in charge this year. It can be hard to let go of control of traditions that mean so much. But that's what the passage of time does. I've been thinking this year a lot about the ways that we show gratitude and appreciation. When I was little, we would say grace at the Thanksgiving table, always my cousin Casey was assigned to do it, as a way of offering appreciation to the unknown multitude that made our feast possible. Sometimes we would go around and say something that we were grateful for as a way of speaking our appreciation into the world, we're a family that likes words, if you couldn't tell. But there are so many other ways that we can show our gratitude, like giving our resources in that guest at your table box. I'm not going to let you forget. 
We can also think about and reflect on the many lives that have historically or do in the present make our life possible. But also there are ways that we can change our living that would show our appreciation for life, that would offer gratitude to this earth we share. And that's where Joseph and his little overcoat have a lesson for all of us. In a nation that celebrates the day of shopping after Thanksgiving with almost as much fervor as we celebrate the day itself, there is a deeply important cultural shift that we can undertake. We can waste less. Joseph wears that overcoat in many different ways until it can be worn no longer. He takes and uses what he needs, not what he wants. And we could learn from this, our forebears could have learned from this. We do not have a right to the newest shoes or the newest car. We don't need the newest iPhone or the coolest kitchen gadget. We take so much for granted, which is no way to show appreciation or gratitude for the unbelievable gifts and privileges we have. What would it look like to understand appreciating what you have as a way of giving thanks? What would it look like to always ask, do I want this or do I need this? What would happen if we consciously decided to use what is ours until it can't be used anymore? What would it look like to offer thanksgiving by reusing, repurposing, re-engaging with something you thought no longer mattered to you or you thought no longer had use? And what would it look like to refuse to throw out anything that might be of use to someone else? Some of you may know. Joseph understood that what he had was more than what it appeared to be. We could stand to cultivate that mindset. Reusing, repurposing, donating, adapting, these are not just done for the good of those who receive our generosity or for the earth because we stop stripping bare its resources. These habits, this way of living is good for us because it is, in essence, appreciation, gratitude, thanksgiving in practice, every day. The heart of Thanksgiving is imagining what could be, what happens when the best in us meets the best in others. It's imagining what the world could become if we all focused a bit more on what we have instead of what we lack. If we were careful and considerate with our use of and treatment of this earth and its resources. The heart of Thanksgiving is imagining what the world could be if we shared and gave of ourselves. If we opened our minds and hearts, made ourselves vulnerable, and rejoice together at the varied gifts that each of us brings to community. That's why I love Thanksgiving, because it's a reminder of what is possible and a call to our deepest Unitarian Universalist values, to love fully, give thanks and appreciate life, and to create justice. It's a day to celebrate, to reflect, to sing, and to feast. We have already reflected and sung and celebrated the gifts of all, all we have left to do this morning is feast. So we are going to share in a common meal together, a meal of fruit. You'll see um, some volunteers. I'm going to have to wrangle some volunteers up here to help hand out some apples and oranges. If anyone would like to help bring the baskets around, that would be awesome. I have some helpers here, I know. Ethan, you can come, Abby, come on up and help out. So. They're going to pass these around. You can take an apple and orange, whichever is your preference. Don't eat it yet, though. Just take it in your hand. Yes? Do I have it? You do not. You do not. <laughs> this is my child. 
Um, first, we're going to say a few words of thanks. So as our volunteers move through and hand out fruit, I am going to invite you to um, join in our reading. But we're going to flip it this year. Normally, I would read the block text, and you would say we give thanks. We're going to reverse it. And any of you who consider yourself an adult, you're going to read the block text. Anyone who considers themselves a child or youth is going to read the we give thanks. OK? All right, so I'm going to help you start. For the food we will eat holiday you have gifts to share with the world. You can make the world a better, more just place. Your words and your life can reflect your gratitude for this earth, for your friends and family, for your own existence. May this Thanksgiving be a gift to you, a day or a few hours of harmony, love, joy, and feasting. May this Thanksgiving offer you an opportunity to reflect on all the blessings of your life. And may the spirit of thanksgiving, that vision of what could be, live with you long after this weekend ends, leading you ever closer to a life filled with gratitude and leading you into a life of generosity, preservation, justice-making, and love. So may it be. Please remain standing and join in the words for extinguishing the chalice. the world and enjoy your celebrations, aware of the history, committed to the possibility, and determined to use your gifts to build the future. Go in peace. Go in peace.